and welcome to the Coach Me podcast. My name is Nadine Stille, founder of Coach Me and your podcast host. I'm excited to share my conversation and interview with Tiffany Elsner with you today. Tiffany is a virtual coach for conscious leaders. She coaches awesome, ambitious remote workers, both employed or entrepreneurs. So instead of feeling isolated or stuck, they can excel while feeling supported and no longer alone. She really helps them by focusing on stuff that matters and move more quickly through challenges of leadership in this modern world so they can build a wildly thriving career and values-driven life. from education and learning through institutions including McGill University, Cornell University and Graduate Institute for Transformative Learning, Tiffany has shared her approach of inspirational leadership over the last decade of working in operational management roles in events, luxury hospitality and tourism. Tiffany has mastered her coaching craft through becoming a certified professional co-active coach. She has touched seven continents, experienced more than 30 countries, worked abroad in five countries, and learned lessons that come from continually pushing herself outside of her comfort zones. Today, Tiffany takes us on a journey of integral leadership and being the change you wish to see. During this podcast, we learn about integral leadership and discover what role physical intelligence, emotional intelligence, mental and spiritual intelligence play. We find out how you might apply aspects of integral leadership already and how to enhance this type of forward-thinking leadership style for best possible results for you and your team. We also cover self-care and self-awareness areas of being a leader, including the importance of simply taking time to be instead of constantly having the doing mode on. Please note that Tiffany also shared some resources with us, so make sure you'll check out the show notes for details. Let's tune in. Hi, Tiffany. Hi, good morning or soon to be afternoon, Nadine. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, we're full of smiles today. It's lovely to have you as part of the Country Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. Our conversations are always enriching. And I'm even more excited to share things that are coming up for me in the coaching world and how I might be able to support the bigger community. Yeah, lots of exciting things. And I totally agree. We always have lots of very um, inspiring things to talk about. So let's see uh, where this takes us today. We're talking about integral leadership and being the change we wish to see. Now, First of all, we want to address that quote. People might have heard about this before, being the change you wish to see. And it's, it's very inspirational, like straight off the, straight off the start here. Yeah. What was the thinking behind that quote? I've seen being in the leadership domain. I've seen this quote, gosh, obviously hyperbole, but millions of times on Instagram and LinkedIn and all sorts of inspirational books and notebooks that you see at the bookstore. Be the change you wish to see. I found that very powerful. And as I'll talk about later, I'm going through my master's research. And so this part of me is always investigating the source material. And so this is a commonly misattributed quote to Gandhi. However, I did find an original source material that I would love to share to expand 
on the quote. So he was actually quoted as saying, we but mirror the world. All the tendencies present in the outer world are to be found in the world of our body. If we could change ourselves, the tendencies in the world would also change. And so that leads us to the almost summary of that, which we hear is be the change you wish to see, because what what we do in terms of our own self-development and leadership will radiate outwards into the world around us. And so I think it was important to attribute the, the full quote to get the essence, because I think it's important that we attribute the words that are said by people because words are so powerful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's uh, the true facts. We're going down the, the rabbit hole or it's like going, as you said, to the, to the source material there. And it's a lot more powerful as well. There's uh, a lot to take from that original quote as well. Yeah. Great. So, Uh, be the change you want to see. And it's in relationship with integral leadership. You mentioned it uh, a bit earlier before. What is it exactly? What is integral leadership? Maybe you can fill us in there. Yeah. My own journey into integral leadership uh, has been a long one. So to summarize, (laughs) integral leadership is looking at the whole. So if we look at the word integral, it's talking about how all the parts make a whole. And quite often in the history of leadership, leadership has evolved from perhaps the head of an army or a military to a king or queen, depending on what type of community or economic or political structure we have. Mm -hmm. Now, in the present moment, leadership is evolving as we speak. And integral leadership is looking at the whole human. It's looking at not just the mental and the smart aspects of somebody, but the physical intelligence, the emotional intelligence, and spiritual intelligence. And with spiritual intelligence, I'll put a little asterisk. This is not necessarily about getting religious, but spiritual as in, do I see myself as part of something bigger than just me? Mm, wow. Yeah. Why have you chosen like that particular topic? What made you like look into that? And why does it matter right now? Mm. Why does it matter right now? For me, it was a lot of observing and witnessing. So mm-hmm. I've, I've uh, now just been certified with, with my co-active yeah. coaching certification, which was very exciting. And as part of that journey, there was a lot of witnessing and stepping back and observing. In our daily lives, I firsthand was like, do, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. And in stepping back and observing, I looked at the leaders who I wanted to follow and the leaders that inspired me. And then I also looked at the leaders that have the most power or influence. And it was this reflection of, I'm not sure that's the kind of leader I want to follow. Mm -hmm. The capacity of, do I want to follow or be a part of a movement of someone who only looks like this in a very narrow-minded view or do I want to follow a leader or be a leader that looks at the whole picture that embraces I'm an emotional human being or that my body and my mind are in the same thing and this idea of incorporating and embracing all parts of the human it was just this aha moment of yes that's what I what I personally want and the more I talk about it Mm -hmm. the more I see looks on other people's faces and I gain that energy where it's like, yes, that's the leadership I'm looking for. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, like even just you talking through it from like explaining what you don't want and what you've witnessed and, you know, even your tone of voice or if someone is uh, tuning into the videos, like it was very like stark and severe. And then everyone's like, this is what I want. You could just like blossom up and you could see how it resonated with you. And when you talk to me about it first, it's like, yeah, of course, it makes total sense to, to go down this route. And uh, now more, no more than ever, right? So you're also studying this topic, right? Yes. So right now I'm doing um, my master's with a focus on integral leadership. And my thesis is going to be centered around education, around integral leadership that I'm trying to get barrier free because a big part of the history of leadership is that there's always been systemic barriers. Mm -hmm. I even think about my own ability. Had I been born in a different age, I wouldn't have schooling or education. And so this idea of education and embodied experience available is um, one of my passions. And so Mm -hmm. I'm merging my business with my education and my vocation. (laughs) Integral. Integral in itself, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I believe when we first talked about this, you mentioned um, a conversation you had with your professor that seemed to have sparked some of the topics as well. Do you want to like quickly uh, dive into that as well? So to give you some context, uh, COVID has changed a lot of our lives. I mean, it's changed the world. And my personal change was I was supposed to be going to 12 different countries for one, you know, one city per month in in new places. And then COVID brought me home. And the silver lining was I was able to do a directed study, a one-on-one study with this professor over the summer. And because I wasn't traveling and doing a million things, it was, I was able to really dive into integral leadership over the summer. And my professor, Ann Adams, shared with me her doctoral dissertation and just reading it and then also working with her on all the material was eye-opening because I was very outwardly focused. Like, how can I bring leadership to the world? I want to do this and do that and do that. There's a lot of doing. (laughs) And what I did this summer was take a step back and just be, just tap into all of the things inside me that are already leadership talents and qualities. And that for me was being the change I wanted to see. Ah, okay. So it it very much imp- like came from an and an, like an insider job on your on your side as well. Yeah, absolutely. And to bring it back to the the uh, Gandhi quote or the the essence of the Gandhi yes. quote is is being the change I wish to see and doing the inner work. A lot of people talk about shadow work, and that's not necessarily my forte, but in a lot of the spiritual senses, shadow work, you know, working on these, the very nuanced parts of you and the, the darker sides and shedding light on that and, and doing that inner work is, is important. Okay. And as a, a good uh, link over to coaching then as well with, you know, the, the inner work as well. I, I, I see how this whole kind of comes together and is inter, uh, intertwined. One of the things that kind of stood out now is as well that integral leadership is based on then academic research, right? It's not something that someone came up with and said, oh, this would be a good thing to have. Exactly. And so there's quite a number of 
academic models that talk about this notion of integral or integrated, the two resources that I have worked with deeply in my own academic work is Spiral Dynamics, which was a theory by Claire W. Graves and Ken Wilbur, who does a lot of work in integrality. Now, I'm not going to get too into this deep (laughs) mumbo jumbo full of jargon, although it is really amazing research. But yes, there's, there's this mixing of science and facts and figures and statistics. But then there's also the spiritual component with integrality. And that's what's neat about studying something that in itself is very integral. It is built upon observation and metrics and data and at the same time takes into the complexity of like what it's like to be a human. Wow, it is all encompassing, three, 360, <laughs> so to say. Okay, part of, of that and what you just mentioned as well has to do with the four intelligences that you mentioned earlier. So let me just quickly recap. It's the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Is that right? That's, that's right. Yeah, maybe you can expand on each one of them a tiny bit and let us know what's in, maybe what they're all about and what's so important about them. Well, first of all, I'd like to define intelligence. Um, I mean, there's many definitions for it. For this specific purpose, I use a quote, an awareness and ability to discern, perceive, understand, acquire and retain knowledge and learn from experience. So with the physical domain, it's this capacity to learn and interact with the world around us. So us as a physical entity, our environment it's multi-layered, right? Do I have the capacity to understand what lighting changes or what the environment does to my own mood so that I can change the environment to be more in touch with it? Or the physical aspects of one's own health. I've been on a personal journey with my own health and uh, some chronic illness and just tapping into this awareness of how much where I am in my body changes how I'm acting how I'm responding. An example is, right, like if I'm feeling really in pain or uncomfortable, that awareness allows me to perhaps filter some of this outwards anger that I might have, right? So where I might be very impatient, this physical intelligence of my own being Mm -hmm. allows me to interact on a better level with others. Mm -hmm. And again, you're taking then the lead, the self-leadership on how you manage yourself. Exactly. leading okay cool and it's also it's everything from just being present to managing energy levels Mm -hmm. it's the difference between why a leader or myself on one day will feel high energy and then on another day feel low and it's not just okay well I'm gonna muscle through it and force my way through it that could be one way of leadership which is very strong especially in history and in the modern world where we're like we need to go 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 and just fight through it but physical intelligence is also knowing when to push and then when to rest Mm -hmm. I I put a little disclaimer I've never given birth myself but (laughs) (laughs) for for many of my friends who have they tell me like there's a time to push and then there's a time to rest. Like you're not just pushing for hours on end. And and you would know as a mother. <laughs> but it's this idea that like sometimes there's a there's a push and a pause, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also like for, for instance, for, for athletes or for, you know, people who are into, you know, who are physically active, the, you, your rest days are just as important as your active days because you need mm-hmm. to, your body needs to, you know, restore that energy and, and uh, heal in between. And so, yeah, totally makes sense. Okay, perfect. So that's the physical intelligence down one. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Yeah, emotional intelligence. I love that this one is making waves in a lot of corporate worlds. I've even taught a number of emotional intelligence classes or workshops because businesses and organizations are seeing the value in in this intelligence. If we look more historically, especially in the last few decades, how mental intelligence and being strong and savvy and, and smart is, is, not, is important, and yet it's not the only piece. Mm-hmm. We're finding that things like empathy are so important. This understanding of what it means to be safe and have a sense of belonging, because that actually produces a whole different set of results in an environment where somebody feels safe and belonging and there's trust, what's produced is so much different than if somebody is feeling that they are on defense, that they are going to be ridiculed. And when that trust and safety is gone, we show up completely differently, both as leaders as well as team members. Totally, yeah. Emotional intelligence, we can, we can probably talk about this on a, on a separate topic as well. I'm very passionate about that myself. And it's, again, it's leading inwardly yourself, but also outwardly taking your emotions into consideration. Yeah, right. right. And it's also this idea of advocacy or responsibility. Yeah. Like I know for myself, working on my own emotions and processing that, that has also allowed me to have more strength and advocacy as I show up. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to uncover in that, in that sphere <laughs> alone. <laughs> okay, perfect. So we have physical and emotional intelligence down. Uh, what's next? So we have, we have the mental domain. Now, mm-hmm. mental intelligence is the one that at least, you know, I would say in the 20th and 21st century is highly regarded, right? This is the idea that people can perceive, analyze, envision um, a lot of this mental expression. What's really interesting about this specific intelligence is there's this outdated myth that as adults, we stop growing. Mm-hmm. Super outdated myth because neurobiology has shown us that we are constantly If we are lifelong learning, we are reconfiguring the way that our neurons in our brain fire. There's this common adage in the scientific community, neurons that fire together, wire together. Mm. So when we are intentional about how we spend our time and hone our mental intelligence, the more that we can start to fire neurons together that are actually more beneficial than firing neurons together that are counterproductive to what we need. An example of that is like a negative thought cycle, right? Because the more we think negatively, the more those ni- neurons fire and then they wire together and then it's, it's the path of least resistance. Yeah, but also it's very easily a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like if something is negative, then, you know, it's... <laughs> Yeah, it invites lots of things. And I can totally see the link there again to uh, to coaching as well, where you're talking about or you're really trying to 
like get rid of all these negative emotions and these patterns and establish something way more positive and valuable and impactful, right? So, oh gosh, I can see why you, <laughs> why you went into that line. Okay. Yeah, uh, I want to do a yes and mm-hmm. because it's also important to process in coactive coaching, which is where I was trained, mm-hmm. was one of the styles or frameworks that we can coach with is process. And so not avoiding negative emotions because mm-hmm. they'll just be bottled up. And if you've ever shake it, shaken a, a can of pop yeah. and then not let it properly, <laughs> it'll just explode and you'll just get pop everywhere. And that's kind <laughs> of what it's like when we don't process our own emotions and deal with this, these negative thoughts. So mm-hmm. yes, and yes, it's good. But also there's that awareness with coaching that we're processing the stuff, but in a healthy manner. Exactly. Perfect. Thank you for, <laughs> for adding that. <laughs> totally true. Okay. So that was the mental uh, intelligence and then it's spiritual intelligence to go. Ooh, spiritual. Ooh, this one, this area I could talk about, but think about interconnectedness. The best way I can talk about spirituality is imagine yourself as a human being in a dark room with absolutely no stimulation, no nature, no other human beings, no animals. What might that do to your soul? And just wither, wither away. Mm. It's hard to feel this aliveness or this vibrancy of spirit without being connected to other things. And that's what spiritual intelligence is. It's the experience of being connected to others and others are people, animals, plants, it's, it's the general earth, right? It's understanding that I, as Tiffany, I'm not really a lot unless I am connected to something bigger than myself. And that's what's a really interesting part about leadership is quite often I'll have people say, oh, Tiffany, I want you to teach me how to be a leader so I can lead a team. Mm-hmm. That's great, but let's also look at why, right? <laughs> Why is it? And upon a lot of digging, you know, several of my clients have found, oh, it's this essence of I want to be part of something bigger than just me and my my life. Mm -hmm. And that aliveness creates a lot of resonance in the other fields, right? I even talk back to where we were starting with the podcast and I said, okay, this is old leadership. This is new leadership. Mm -hmm. And that energy change that happens when I say, I want to go and do this versus I see myself in conjunction, in connectedness with others as we do something together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I actually believe that tapping into the, it's like the Simon Sinek, right? It's like start with why, why do you want to do that? And mm-hmm. sometimes it's also pretty valuable to find out that through your why, you don't actually want to be a leader yeah right it's like oh you do it because someone else tells you to do it or because you think there's an expectation that you need to be a leader but you don't it might not actually be the thing that lights you up and then that's not the right way to go either but you need to figure that out and then that in itself is leadership as well because you're taking charge of what you want to do where you want to be and it may not be a formal leadership title you can do that in any way but the, the finding out the why in that sense is so important as well. And once you have that, it's always going to lead you the way because things are going to get tough, right, along the way. But once you're connected to that and you're why you're doing it, it's always something to tap back into. So 
so powerful. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. We should have uh, we should have a chat about each one of those. There, you can talk forever about uh, each one of those intelligences. Wow. Well, like yeah. I mentioned, my professor did her entire dissertation on just talking about <laughs> intelligences. Um, it, there's a lot of great material which I'm happy to share as well because. Mm -hmm. The beauty of this is it's not, oh, I learned that and I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. This notion of lifelong learning is within all of us. And that's what's great about integral leadership is understanding that we are all learning and growing, that it's not a destination. It's part of the journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so say if a leader does not see themselves in, in this sphere or is not going down this route, what would be, what would be the impact on on people for everybody the experience is so different what I have found in the course of working with clients the results are so different because it, it goes back to what that person values mm -hmm. and then also digging into the not the superficial why because quite often even with myself I went to university because I felt that superficial why is that's what you do and Like that's the course of action. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until much later in life that I questioned all of these decisions. You've been in a, uh, in a leadership position yourself mm -hmm. where you've been quite, you know, honest about it as well, how things didn't necessarily always go that well or where you could observe how it didn't go well for, for some of the other leaders that you're working with because it wasn't all all integrated. Is that something that you'd like to tap in here as well? Yes. I grew up thinking that leadership for me as this teenager going into the workforce was wearing this slick suit, you know, and showing up, you know, good posture, firm voice, clear, got my handshake down. <laughs> and all of these things that I'd had I'd coupled with being a leader, I had to be strong. I had to be fearless, especially being often the only woman and the youngest person at a lot of these tables, I really wish I had integral leadership back then because in order to show up, I hit a lot of parts of myself, which I think would have served me. An example of that is my best year on paper was my worst year emotionally and mentally. I went through a really deep depression the year that I won leader of the year at my company. And That led me to a lot of soul searching about what do I think a leader is? Is a leader somebody who's crying so hard that they can't get out of bed and they're only showing up for others? And I thought that's what it looked like. And it's only many, many years later that I'm reflecting upon it, realizing that I was filling everybody else's cup before mine and it led to this emptiness. Now, this is my own personal journey. I know everybody has their own journey. Uh, but some of the tools of leadership of being able to not burn out because I'm much more grounded in who I am and what I can say yes to and what I choose to say no to with intention. Mm -hmm. It's also about looking at how deep my relationships are. Like, are they superficial or am I really cultivating and growing relationships without ulterior motives? Um, because that's another thing that's very big in the corporate world, right? It's all about network, network, network. And, an authentic leader and an integrated leader builds connection without an ulterior motive because it's coming from a place of genuine, like the spirituality of 
I see you in you, like the human that I see in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, yeah. the caring part about it. The human, yeah. the human, from one human to another. Yeah. Right. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing your, for sharing your story about what went um, right and what didn't. What kind of came to mind is the, the notion of this old, old-fashioned uh, leadership role that you referred to earlier on in our chat and where it kind of just split now. It's gone different roads after a bit of reflection on your side. It's like, no, actually, I want to be the leader, you know, of the future and how it, sh- how it should be right now. Thank you for being so open and, and sharing that part of you. I... I know it's like, obviously, we talked about a bit about our topic today as a, you know, we had some preparation. And at that time, we also, something came up about always being full on, like always doing, doing, doing. And there's never just a, like a being. (laughs) And yeah, just be and not like take off the, the, the items of your never ending and ever growing to-do list. Can you explain what you mean when you refer to that and contrast it to something that we maybe traditionally think about doing being? Oh gosh, I love checking things off to-do lists. Right? <laughs> I'm not alone, right? There's a satisfaction of getting things done. And to your point, there's also this beauty in just being. Oh, but Nadine, I was so resistant for so long. And I, I'm human. I still have tons of moments where I'm on hyperdrive. I get really engrossed in something. And then all of a sudden, the end of the day, I realized, oh, my gosh, I haven't had anything to eat or drink. And my neck is hurting because I'm at the computer like this. Mm-hmm. Right. And because I'm in this doing mode, which Again, as integrality, it's not saying that one is better than the other, but this integration of also being, and it, you know, you are enough. I am enough. And yes, I want to do great things in the world, but sometimes, just like nature, there's this letting go of forcing. And I mean, it, it intersects with you know, a lot of yoga practices as well, or meditation practices, where it's just being in the present moment. I'll give you an example for prior to COVID, I would always, I would often go to like a noon class for yoga. And I'm like, I want to skip it. I have so much stuff to do. Mm -hmm. But in sitting there, you know, I go 15 minutes earlier and just stare at the ceiling, close my eyes and just breathe for 15, that was the most probably rewarding part of some of my days. Mm. And I was doing really meaningful work. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't want to discount, you know, not that sitting and staring at the ceiling for 24 hours would do me well either, right? It's this integration of both. Yeah. But just noticing like, okay, I'm breathing. Like all the things that are happening while I'm doing are still happening when I'm just being like my lungs are working, they're breathing. I feel the blood pumping through my veins, like all of the stuff that's just being, you know, your body's already doing it, your mind's already doing it. And just this letting go of it is, it's actually very empowering. And I personally feel that that letting go is missing in a lot of leaders and a lot of organizations. Like I said, even with myself, and I put a lot of energy into just trying to let go it doesn't, it doesn't come easy because I've been ingrained from a young age to, to show up, stand up, you know, do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And it's very easy also to say when you're just are, when you are in your like being mode or, oh, you're just procrastinating or you're lazy or you're not doing things and da, 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 right? So there's this other side of things that how this can be perceived as well. And yeah, it's really difficult to not do anything or like perceived anything because Obviously, being mindful about your surroundings, mindful about yourself, your mental well-being, doing some sort of meditation, that is all feeding into the, you know, charging your batteries. So you can do the doing a lot longer. Exactly. Right. And that's a great analogy. It's, it's the charging of the batteries. You know, one of the things that goes into the physical intelligence, but also mental, spiritual, emotional, sleep is a great example of this because we think sleep is a physical thing that's happening but our emotions there's a lot of academic studies and scientific studies that will show emotions and mental productivity rely on sleep we are so just you, charging we are. that battery <laughs> With, um, you know, having a baby and not getting so much sleep, I can tell you that is so true, (laughs) what you just said. (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, more more focus on the uh, the being and trying it. And it sounds easy, but it's really not. (laughs) It's not. One of the biggest things that I found, and it goes back to the spiritual capacity, is finding the right people who will support me when I can't find the kindness within myself. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Have that support there in the community. It's, it's great. Yeah. So you can, you can learn how to just be right. But it Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like anything, you know, you don't, <laughs> I'll use this example. I don't weight train, but I'm not going to the gym my first day and trying to bench press a few hundred pounds. No. <laughs> No, I know. I know you wouldn't believe that, but, <laughs> but it's the same thing. I, one time, this was many years ago when I was like, I wanted to meditate. So I was like, I'll do a half hour meditation to start. Yeah. Your wow. eyes just, your eyes just mm-hmm. did something there because mm-hmm. you get it. Like for a beginner, even like meditating for five minutes is tough. So, you know, be kind, be consistent and find people who will be supportive. I think that's again, back to that spiritual component is when you see yourself in, in something bigger than yourself, then you can draw on those energies when you can't find them within yourself. I am very vocal about what I'm trying to achieve. So that way, when I need that extra dose of kindness or that little bit of self-love and I just can't muster it for myself, that I have amazing people, yourself included, who I just turn to and you don't need to do anything but just that very presence of knowing, okay, somebody loves me and believes that I'm good enough. Yeah, of course. There's one notion that you've brought up before a few times, not in this, not in today's talk, but something that made me think back a few times as well. And it was something along the lines of the higher, the higher you climb, the more support you need. Something along those lines. Can yeah. you tap? into that as well can you explain what that means in Mm -hmm. relationship to integral leadership a couple years ago you and i went to a was it a lean in event and paulina cameron who was at that point i want to say she was a leader in futurepreneur Mm -hmm. and something she said stuck with me that day was the higher you climb the more support you need 
And it seemed counterintuitive to me at the time, but it's true. It gets lonelier, you know, the, the higher that you climb. I even think about if you've ever done some of the hike, the local hikes, you know, some people quit later, like lower down. And mm-hmm. so you get higher and higher and it gets a little bit lonelier. Now, mm-hmm. when you're hiking, that's not such a bad thing to have the solitude. <laughs> but in the leadership capacity, it can get very lonely, but also tough, right? And so we, as we grow, we need that much more. Even think about your body. Like as your body grows, you need that many more nutrients. A baby needs certain amount of nutrients, whereas an adult <laughs> needs way more And think about your emotional nutrition and your mental nutrition, Mm -hmm. all of those good things. As we grow, we need more. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of taps onto all of these things on the different intelligences of the integral leadership, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of tick, tick, tick. That's where coaching comes in really, really nicely as well. Yeah. Right. How does someone know if they're already doing if they're already maybe an integral leader or where they are on that, uh, on that journey. Cause some people might think, Oh, I'm actually doing a lot of these things already, but is this the right way? Is this is what it's meant? How would they find out? Would it like a, a talk with you be the best way to go or. Oh gosh, there's a lot of avenues. I would say the no cost or very low cost. So start journaling. I, I know the part of this podcast is for me to share my own skills as a coach. Mm -hmm. But I also want to say that there's a lot of resources that you don't have to go very far for. Mm -hmm. And journaling is one of the things I was very reluctant to do, but it costs just about nothing. And you, you tap into a lot of these things while journaling. So even just taking 10 minutes and saying, okay, I'm going to talk about or write about what I'm feeling, you know, in my physical presence, or I'm going to talk about my emotions today. You know, there's always, again, different ways to get these nutrients right? yeah. and, and to feed these intelligences. And coaching is another great way because how often in our lives do we have space? And there's the physical space. I know with COVID, a lot of us are inside feeling like it, but also even the space to grow. And this is something that I didn't realize I needed until I got it. As part of my mm-hmm. own certification, I had to have my own coach and I looked forward to just having that deep dive into me time. Um, So coaching allows holding space Mm -hmm. and providing nutrients for all of those intelligences. And then lastly, there's also, um, I always hesitate with the term self-assessment. I feel like it's got a very like right or wrong about it. Mm -hmm. Like when we feel like we need to assess. My professor, Anne Adams, from her dissertation has created this amazing self-reflection tool that I use with my clients and I'm happy to share with the Coach Me global community. Please do reach out to me and I'm happy to do a complimentary integral leadership chat. As a coach, you're working usually like your your clients are usually leaders who are very conscious already on their impact on the on the world but want to obviously like take that up a notch. <laughs> yeah, the way that I say it is I'm a co-active coach for conscious leaders. Mm. And, and that'll look different for so many people. But the key aspect there is, is conscious. There's, I know, the more I work with clients, this desire to say, okay, I've done all these courses and workshops and webinars. What now? 
Mm -hmm. And that's the work that I do with conscious leaders is, okay, how do we bridge the gap of all this awesome information that you've gotten, but how do we actually apply it and bring it into your life? So it's integrated. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) I know. So how how would you support those leaders through, through coaching? So through the integral framework, um, Mm -hmm. like I mentioned, there's a lot of academic research that I'm building on um, with, there's a theory of spiral dynamics and integrality. Mm -hmm. And with that, I do my coactive coaching, which is a certified by the International Coach Federation. Mm -hmm. With the two of them, I merge this coaching with leadership. And so we have a strategy and do everything through this intelligence framework. So how do we tie everything together? How do we apply it to your life so it's meaningful? And that's mm-hmm. what's unique about it is the framework works for every human being. But the work that I do one-on-one with clients is 100% them. Okay, cool. And it's, it's bringing it all together so you're kind of moving in the same in the same direction rather than, okay, your training is this way, then, you know, someone else says this, and then maybe your, I don't know, company culture says something different. So it's all aligned and going into the the right way. For me, I don't think there's a right and a wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, those two words in themselves are completely subjective, even though we try and make them objective. (laughs) And so, yes, uh, I apply this specific framework, but the actual change and development within people is very unique and personal to to them and then I don't make right or wrong anything that anybody's learned in the past if anything we want to bring those experiences and those learnings into the coaching and so like as you mentioned you know maybe their corporate training has given them these tools or maybe their education has given them these tools we incorporate that mm-hmm. right? because that is part of who they are and then also who they will be yeah, make it work for them. Everyone is so individual, every situation, right? And that's where it makes sense to just have a chat with you. Okay, we're nearly at the end of our of our chat. And there's like so much we learned about integral leadership and the impact it can have on the world. Or not, it can, it will have on the world. <laughs> it's like, you know, positive projections. Um, there's three questions that I'm going to ask everyone at the end of the, the podcast. And uh, one of those three questions is a book recommendation. Do you have one for everyone tuning in? Yes. Turning to One Another by Margaret Wheatley. Mm-hmm. Now that book is not specifically about integral leadership. And I did have several integral leadership resources. <laughs> But this one is very near and dear to my heart and actually part of my thesis is talking about how dialogue between human beings can change the world. And that's what I want to do with coaching. And so it's very near and dear to my heart that Mm -hmm. we as human beings want to be seen, felt and heard and conversation and looking genuinely at each other is how we get there. Wonderful. That one goes straight onto my uh, to the red pile <laughs> on my list. Can you just repeat that again? It's turning to one another yeah. uh, by Margaret Wheatley, and I'll okay. you know, I can also email it to you. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Okay, cool, perfect. Second of those uh, three questions is one thing on your bucket list. One thing on my bucket list. Ooh, that list is so long. <laughs> my God, your face just lit up. Oh my God, where do I start? <laughs> I know. I'm not trying to live in the past, but right now on the top of my bucket list would be to do a whiskey tour in the Alps with my spouse. So we're hoping 
eventually when COVID, you know, the pandemic is under control enough and it's safe for us to travel is to do a hiking and whiskey tour through Switzerland. And yeah. Oh, wow. That sounds cool. Great. Wonderful. As a fellow whiskey, <laughs> whiskey lover, I was like, yeah, sign me up on that. <laughs> but it's obviously it's a, it's a couple's thing I'm going to be. It's like, hi, I'm here too. No, but uh, I'd love some tips afterwards. Okay, and last question is, what makes you dance? What makes me dance? So many things make me dance. It doesn't take a lot to get me dancing. So I'm going to stick with a nice simple one. Music that I just can't resist. So what makes me dance is that song that all of a sudden I'm in the middle of the grocery store. dancing down the aisle like you just can't resist the beat and the melody and all of the good stuff yeah what's that song oh there's many of them but the one that first came to mind is tina turner's proud berry and that's the song that came up for me so how does that go again rolling 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 on the river and that's actually the song that I I used for my reel when I got my coaching certification because Tina is just yeah she's she makes me dance she makes you dance okay perfect who would have thought Tina Turner is turning up in, in our podcast today wonderful Thank you so much for um, sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and your skills with us. I'm hoping that lots of people will find lots of value in today's podcast and uh, tune in. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Thank you so much, Nadine. And thank you to the Coach Me Global community. I'm so proud and humbled uh, to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. I'm curious, what resonated most with you about integral leadership and how Tiffany can support you? To explore what's possible for your own leadership journey, I'm inviting you to book a free initial coaching chat with Tiffany. Simply go to coachme.global forward slash book to request your session with Tiffany. That's coachme.global forward slash book. As usual, I'm grateful you tuned in. Thank you and stay curious.